Hello, you are listening to the Bethel Atlanta Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com. Well, some of you know I recently became the, the director of the Bethel Atlanta School of Supernatural Ministry. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, so that was awesome, exciting, thrilling, but there's one problem because I, I previously had been the director of the third year at the Bethel Atlanta School of Supernatural Ministry, and I was changing jobs, and so I needed to find someone to take over that third year spot. And it's a bit of a long story, so I'll just say the brief, brief version. I, um, the Holy Spirit was really highlighting this guy who had just moved from California, and he had had other plans, and then the, when he came here to visit, and then the Holy Spirit just said, hey, I really want you, your wife, and kids to move here. And he obeyed, sight unseen. And this, the Holy Spirit was just highlighting this guy to me again and again and again. And I didn't really you know, know him super well, but I just again and again heard the Holy Spirit say, this is, this is the guy, this is the guy to take over third year. And so I, uh, I just obeyed the Holy Spirit, gave him the job, and we've been preparing for the school year all summer. And as we've been preparing and I've been hearing the things that have come out of his heart and his plans for what he wants to invest in the students that are coming through, and just already the influence that he's had on the culture of the school and just the direction that we're continuing to grow has just made me so excited and realized that it's a really good idea to listen to the Holy Spirit. So with that, will you please give a huge hand to Mr. Dan Weber. How's everyone doing? Well, thanks for the the warm welcome. I'm uh, super excited as well. Uh, What a wild ride. It has been a wild ride for us. Um, This time last year, we were visiting Bethel Atlanta. Uh, If you guys haven't got to know us at all or any of our story, um, you know, we're great friends with Stockmans. We've gone uh, a good number of years, 17 years? Something like that. So we come from where they're from. <laughs> so we're from uh, Humboldt County. It's near Reading, about three hours away. I often uh, people think we're from Reading, but we're not from Reading. Um, uh, and yeah, we came out visiting. We were a uh, little bit of the story. Um, I was kind of, we were, this time this year, we were supposed to be in Australia uh, being senior leaders at another church. And that was kind of where we were going. We thought, well, we better go out and visit the Stockmans before uh, uh, the, uh, the summer's over. And uh, we came out, and the Lord said, um, hey, I'm going to throw you a curveball. <laughs> I said, okay. And in a matter of about three or four days, just started, you know, encountering the Lord and, and hearing the wind. And uh, it was like, wow, man, this makes no sense. Um, like, like, I mean, like, literally no sense. Like, not that it was ever a bad move, because it was one of the dream places we would dream about moving, you know, is uh, running with these guys. Um, so, but it made no sense, because, like, I actually had a really, you know, I own my business. We're doing really well. Um, I've been in Humboldt for 40 years. Is that, is that me? Oh, it is. 
So I, I've been, where I live, I've been there for pretty much my whole life. Like, I was born somewhere else, but I've been there since I was six months old. So 40 years, you know, it's all, all you ever know. And, and I know this isn't a bit of a, a new story here. A lot of people here that are moved here that have left everything they knew, yeah? Anybody else like that here? Yeah, look around. And, I, and we're, we're, I'm getting, I was getting to know that when we moved out. I'm like, oh, this isn't a, a, a unique story per se. Um, but we didn't even, I didn't even have a job. We didn't even have a place to live. Jessica, where you at? There, I saw you here. Yeah, right? She's helping us line up a place to, to, to live. We had a couple of houses going to uh, fall out of escrow. And then finally, we were on the road. And she fo- helps us get, finally line us up with this place. And it was like, we didn't, we didn't even have a place. We were packing, moving. I mean, it was just this crazy story. But there was so much grace and so much peace on it. It was the best. I mean, we drove cross country with animals and kids and cars and trailers and and it was like we never, missed, never hit a bump. Like, it was just so, so easy. Um, I can't say that it has been the easiest season. It's been one of the hardest seasons, uh, probably, that I've ever had. And I've gone through some hard seasons. But at the same time, um, the amount of uh, connection with Holy Spirit and favor and, and grace and peace that's on even in the hard time has been just astounding. And, and I know that's probably not necessarily a unique story, you know, because God does that with us when, when we're doing crazy stuff. And a lot of people in the room have done that. But it's been wild. It's been a wild adventure. Um, you know, and I think it was several months later, you know, Blake asked me to, uh, you know, be the director of the school. And it was like, to say yes to the Lord when you know what he's got, or to say yes to the Lord and you have a plan is one thing. But to say yes to the Lord when you don't have a plan and you don't know what's happening and you're leaving everything. I mean, I dreamed of being in leadership. I was getting ready to step into my lifelong dream. The call of God on my life. Like, this is what we're doing. This is, I've been in church leadership some form for 17 years. And it's like, okay, here we go. And it was like, it wasn't like, no, I'm going to take you to this church. It was like, no, there's actually nothing in it for you. (laughs) So to say yes when it's like that, because I've said yes to the Lord when it was like, okay, I can see how this is going to work. I can see you're doing something cool here. This was, I have no clue. There's nothing. I mean, we didn't even know people. Stockmans were the only ones we knew. I mean, we met, you know, we met the Healy's and Brownleys when we were visiting. Um, but, yeah, this is wild. So we moved out in December. So we haven't been here for, what, eight months, nine months? <laughs> I, I've been a leader in the church, and I know how it works. Like, you, you typically have to have a really good rapport and relationship with people before you start giving them jobs. <laughs> so, I'm, like, I don't, I don't know if you guys are tracking with me, like, the, the amount of crazy grace and favor and, and relationship connection, the amount of relationships that we've been able to bond and build in such a short amount of time just because the Lord, His grace has been on it, it's been astounding to me. Because I've been a leader, like I know, like, okay, yeah, you know, run with us for a few years. Ministry's born out of relationship. 
And this is, you know, a year ago, year and a half ago, yeah, a little over a year ago, um, I remember sharing, uh, having this moment with the Lord, and I was doing this prophetic act, and I was burning my boats, and we literally, like, made paper boats and set them on fire and put them in a, in a river, so <laughs> you thought last Saturday night was weird. <laughs> it's only going to get weirder from here. No, okay. So, so I did this prophetic act, and, and on the boat I put, I'm, I'm, I'm burning my boats to going back to doing life the way I'm used to doing it. And kind of the way I've operated, me and the Lord have worked in tandem um, over the years, this co-laboring aspect has, has been this, um, you know, man devises a plan in his heart, but the Lord directs a step. You guys know that psalm? Uh, or is that a proverb? One of those. It's in the, 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 one of those books that start with a P. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and, and this has been a little bit of my, my journey is... I develop a plan, and he bumps me into the right lane. And when I said I was going to burn the boat to the way of doing life I've done before, he moved me into trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge me, and I'll direct your paths. And, and, and there was a shift. There was a, no, I'm, it was a shift from I'm not going to just bless what you're doing because and it wasn't that I was doing anything wrong. It was that was our journey. That was a, kind of our relationship. And, and I got testimonies, have testimonies of stories. I mean, just amazing stuff has happened. It, let me, but it was just a season shift. Anybody ever, ever had a season shift where the Lord started dealing with you differently? And he said, no, trust in me and I'll direct your path. I'm going to actually lead you this time. It's not going to be your ideas. And you got to understand, one of the things about me is like, I'm very strategically minded. I, I, I love plans. I love, you know, figuring out what we're doing, where we're going, how we can get there, how we can best efficiently get there. Like, that's just the way I think. And so he, he, he loves that about me. And so when I come up with a brilliant idea and there's grace on it, I run with it and he blows on it. But, but over here, he says, no, you're not, it's not your ideas anymore. And when we came out here, one of the first things I found out with my career, what I do uh, in my phase of construction, I'm a contractor back home, and in my phase, we actually can make really good money. In the phase of construction here, it's not the same because the licensing structure is different in Georgia than California. And so you don't make the same amount of income. And so we came with a budget here, and, and, then, and then our income went here. And, <laughs> and I went, oh, so, and then they're all, any ideas that I had, there was not really, I could come up with an idea, start a business and be really pretty fruitful back home because I've been in the community for so long. I don't have that here. So literally, there was like, no, your ideas aren't going to work here. <laughs> well, maybe we can do this. Yeah, it ain't, well, that ain't going to work either. Nothing ever really worked out. It was like, oh, I actually have to, I have to trust him with it all. And it's not that I didn't trust him with it all before. It's just we just, we, we operated differently. That make sense? So we're operating differently here. And there's this, been, and that's a little bit what I want to kind of share with you tonight is this, is this thing about the journey. Anybody on a journey with the Lord? Some of us, how about the rest of you? 
You guys, not, not, no journey? You just <laughs> the journey with the Lord's an interesting thing, isn't it? It's, uh, it's better than you could hope. I promise you that. It's better than you could ever dream. Paul says that, doesn't he? Above and all, above uh, and beyond all that you could er dare, I like message version, above and beyond all that you could dare to even ask or think. The funny thing about the journey is that we really love the idea. <laughs> we love the idea of above and beyond all that I could ever ask or think, but we don't actually like the process of above and beyond all that I could dare to ask or think. Right? Am I the only one, or is there others? <laughs> How many of you love change? Okay, two, three, four, okay. How many of you love to grow? Oh, what's the problem? Growth requires change. <laughs> we strongly dislike change, yet the journey with the Lord the change really is the only constant, isn't it? Because he says, I'm taking you from glory to glory. So that in and of itself <laughs> implies that we're going to be doing something different along the way. Anything different is going to require change. Any sort of change is going to strike that chord in us that are, that are like, ah, I don't really want to do something different. Some of you can relate to this. Some of the things that we miss and uh, we've talked. This is my wife. I didn't really introduce her. This is my wife, Quinn. Raise your hands. We just celebrated 16 years yesterday. Very excited. Uh, and then my son, Josiah. Wave strong. And Jocelyn, my, I got a daughter. She's uh, getting ready to be 13, and she's helping out uh, in children's church or or. What's it called? Tots, Kingdom Tots. I'm still learning. I don't know. I'm still learning names too. Sorry. <laughs> but where was I at? Remind me before you distracted me. <laughs> what was I talking about? Change. Oh, that's right. We had a change. One of the things that I noticed that um, we miss about back home isn't necessarily home. There's elements. You miss home and stuff. What we really miss is the norm. I miss the hardware store I go to every time and know exactly where everything's at and know who to ask if I can't find it. I don't know if I can say this. Can I? There's a hardware store here I can't stand. <laughs> it's like I go in there, I'm like, nobody knows anything. I can't figure out anything. Oh, my gosh. What? It's the change that's the hard part, <laughs> right? It, it's not that we're missing, I mean, obviously we have family, we have strong roots, so we're missing home, but really a lot of the day-to-day the -day is the, oh, it's my norm. I'm missing my norm because this is different. What's your norm with the Lord? What get, where do you get comfortable at? Where, where do you get 
good. I'm good. Got a nice church. Got a great group of people. Got a great job. Got a great plan for my career. Going to have kids next year. Got a plan for that. I'm good. My course is set. But God. (laughs) Right? Then the Lord shows up and says, hey, I got something for you over here. Yeah, that's not really on the radar. Are we, am I kind of pulling a little bit on my story with, you know, coming here? Yes, I'm really giving you a little piece of me of pretty much my whole life. The journey is an amazing thing because it's above and beyond all that we can dare to even ask or think. If it's above we, what we can think, let's think about this for a minute. <laughs> got it? You got it. <laughs> if it's above what we can think, has it even entered your mind? Probably not. And there's even a verse for that, isn't there? Right? Right. What, uh, what uh, has it entered your mind? What is it? Uh, God, help me. Oh, eye is not seen, ear is not heard. In fact, it hasn't even entered the heart of man, the things that I have planned for you, right? Corinthians 2, 9, I think. It hasn't even entered. And then we kind of camp on that verse. But you know, the next verse actually says, but has been given to us to know through the Spirit. So we, we actually can't, you know, Paul talks about the mind a lot in, in uh, Romans. We, we actually can't process fully what's available for us in the spirit what god has for you is so much bigger and better than you could ever dream i don't know if you get it i don't know if you're buying it i mean like ever any dreamers a couple of us how many are dreamers in here What's the best dream you can come up with? The best thing we could come up with is not even, doesn't even hold a candle to what the Lord wants to do with you. Like, he's so good. It's going to be hard. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this twice. <laughs> we might have two messages. We'll see. <laughs> It's so much bigger and better than what we could ever dream. But you know what it requires to get to it? Somebody say it. Change. But wait a minute. I, uh, me and, you know, God wants me to, uh, if, you're, if, you're, if you're new to this culture, if you um, have been in this culture for any amount of time, I want to talk about culture for a minute too. Um, the, we, we say, go after your dreams. Steve's, uh, Pastor Steve's testimony about starting the school, picking up the book, Dreaming with God. Like, you know, I've actually, I don't know if I've, I've never really said this to you, but I'll tell you now. Um, I believe there's an anointing on your life to actually activate and uh, inspire dreams for people that are in your wake. I've actually felt it since I've been here. And so this would be a house of people dream, dreaming in new ways. But acquiring those dreams, 
is going to require change. You know, Lance Wallnow says, to get where you haven't gone, we have to embrace ideas we've never had. And then he goes on to say, which is, gonna, which is actually going to be hard for even a prophetic culture like us that are really after the new, it's still going to be hard because we really like to be where we're at. <laughs> are you guys feeling the tension? One of the, um, I had a word some years back, a few years back, uh, someone said, oh, you're a map maker. I got like a gift on me. I was like, oh, okay. So I just started like brewing on that. I was like, oh, I found out I'm, I'm a bit of a spiritual map maker. You know what the hard part about map making is? What the, the hard, let me, let me rephrase that. In my connections with people and, and ministering or coaching or whatever, I've found that the most challenging part about the helping people map make for their life is the you are here spot. <laughs> you got to get it? Why, why is it hard? How many know, we, right? You look at a map, me and my wife trail run. We're on trails a lot. And, it, and it's like, you, you, you can look a map all day long, but unless you can see the you are here spot, it really is not helpful, is it? Which is great when you're like, I have no clue where I'm going, but I need to know. But it's a different story when, when you go, I'm taking over the world. And someone says, yeah, but you're here. No, 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 man, i got this worldwide ministry. We're going to take over this. I've got a strategic plan. We've got this lined out. I've got core values that are steering the ship. I've got people in my fu- and that I'm leading. And you go, yeah, but you're here. But we want to be here. Yeah, but unless you're okay with where you're at, whew, you'll never get where you're going. And that's hard. And the hard part about that is that we really don't want to be okay that we're not okay. You know, Chris Valentin talks about uh, leading an apostol- in, in an apostolic age and gives out some, you know, some keys on how to lead an organization. And, you know, the questions that you ask is who are you leading? Um, and see, the questions are who are you, who are you leading, and what season are you leading in? And, and, and I'm not, we're not going to get into that, but the, the, the question about who are you leading is it's great to, as an organization to go somewhere, but if you don't know who you're leading, you can't take them with you because you don't know where they're at. It's identifying where we're at. Like, we want to take over the world? Yeah, we do. But if we don't know where we're at, we're never going to get there. So we all have a destiny, yeah? Anybody else in here got a destiny? You got a purpose? Anybody know what it is? And it's still so much better than that, isn't it? Because he's so much bigger than what we can even think at this point. And we get these glimpses, don't you, in a prophetic word, in a dream, Within a family, you get these glimpses of, oh, that's why I'm alive. That's why. And you're getting these glimpses, but then they require change to pursue them, don't they? I want to talk about the journey tonight, that this journey we're on, as amazing as it is, if we're not okay with where we're at, we're never going to get where we're called to go. And what that looks like is, if I've been called to be a leader, you know, real, a real easy classic word that we get in, in this culture. I want to talk about that. I keep, I keep saying it so I remember. Is, uh, oh, you're going to speak to stadiums. You got a, you got a gift on your life. You're going, to, you know, lead a, you're going to lead a movement. Your revival is to lead a reformation. Some big words, right? Cool stuff. 
You receive it, take it. It's up there. I'm throwing them out there. It's like, I, I'm going to speak to stadiums. But, and, then, and then we go, yeah, I'm holding on to that word. This is the word of the Lord of my life. But what, what happens in the process, in the journey to get to the word? Oh, what? Process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, you were, you were going, you had a word. He, he said, hey, I'm showing you a little glimpse of where I'm taking you. Well, how do you get there? How do you get there? I, I find it really um, fascinating that, I mean, we live in a society, we live in a culture in America, in the world really now, but that we can do anything. Anything. Anybody can be famous. Anybody can build a business. Anybody can build an organization. Anybody can do, have a great idea and figure out how to do it. Well, I don't know how to do it. Well, then you take, you know, you do a couple YouTube lessons and you're good to go. <laughs> I mean, this is, this, is where, this is what we live in. What's the challenge? The challenge is because we have that in our American culture and then in our kingdom culture, we have the dream after God, go after your dreams, do whatever's in your heart. This is what the... Then we mix the two, and then we've got a whole bunch of, of us that are actually like, okay, I'm going to go take over the world, but I'm all by myself. And, and I'm going to do it now. You see, there's a little bit of a, we're skipping the process in the journey. We're skipping the journey and going right to the end because we're capable. And you bet we're capable. But what, what, so why is the process important if we can? Because for you to actually stand under the weight of the calling that's on your life. You see, he holds things back for you, not from you. You don't have the green light to chase into stuff that you know you're called to do now because there's stuff he's doing in you that's way bigger than what he's doing around you. And it's embracing that journey and that process. In fact, not just embracing it, it's how you even manage yourself within it is going to really determine your effect, your effect, your your uh, uh, your ability, your your uh, authority. It's going to really reflect your expression when you get there, because anybody can do it without it. So, what makes you different? What makes us different? People are changing the world with business ideas. What makes us different? We can change the world with new ideas from God. What makes us different? It came from God. Well, why didn't the other ones come from God too? Well, they're not believers. Did that matter? So what makes us different? Because you're not called to just come up with good ideas and do great things. You're actually called, it says, all creation's groaning, waiting to be set free from its bondage into the freedom of the sons of God once they've been revealed. Like, you're called to set creation back to its identity. You're not called to have a great idea and do a great business and make a lot of money in the process and live really well. As great as that is. The end game of what we're doing is so much bigger. I've been really listening to uh, 
Pastor Steve, as he's been talking um, throughout just the short time I've been here, I'm pulling out these nuggets of stuff that he says over and over, things like, you know, uh, that we're, we would be a people of reign in life, that we would have 300 that would, raise, that would turn into 1,000 that would re- then restore the city. What if I told you our job is to restore the city? I mean, that's what, that's what Pastor Steve said, isn't it? What if the end game is for us to restore the city? That the city comes into its identity and its destiny that it was designed to have long before people even came around. But to get there, it requires us, period. It requires us. Like, we got to show up. I feel like this is a word for us um, specifically. There's not really, you know, this isn't a polished word. This isn't like um, something I pull out of my handbook of stuff I've taught on for a long time. I feel like this is an important word for us because I think it has to do with the you are here button. Button, just click. (laughs) The you are here mark for us on the map, if we're going to restore the city, the you are here mark is... Uh, I had this question floating around my head. Is the culture, are you in the culture, kingdom, this kingdom culture, Bethel culture that we're transforming the planet, are you in the culture or is the culture in you? That's a very important question because if the culture's not in you, it doesn't matter how much you're in the culture, you're not going to change the world. You can do it with great ideas, but you're, doing, you're, you're meant to do more than just have great ideas and, and great business models and great plans and great strategic sessions that, you know, have great outcomes. Like, we're meant for more than that. Those things should all be under submission to the overall what we're doing in the spirit realm. Those are great tools. They're not the destination. In fact, your destiny is not the destination in the sense of your dreams that you have in your heart and mind at this moment, because if they were, then you could do them. But God has something so much bigger for you that if we dare to ask, we, right? He's got so much, so much better and bigger and above that it actually requires him and us to say yes to him along this journey to arrive at the point that he's got us to go anyway. And it's probably not going to happen the way you think. It, it requires us. What are we saying, Dan? What, what, are you guys doing okay with this? This is not, I'm, I'm the new guy and I'm bringing a, a word of like, hey, this is not going to feel real great when you leave. <laughs> it requires us. What, what's, what's funny is, yeah, I like sports, specifically basketball. I really just like basketball. I, li- I like, I like, I like athletes. I like watching, you know, people be really good at what they're good at. You know what's interesting about that, that whole realm is that these are people that have spent how many years? How much time do they spend on the fundamental of dribbling a ball well? That's it. What are you doing? Hours a day dribbling. That is so boring. No, I actually just want to play the game. How many are there, right? We just want to play the game. 
the amount of investment, the amount of time, the amount of intention, the amount of purposedness, the amount of I'm going to cultivate this inside of me to do this over and over and over because then when I show up in the game, I'm not thinking about what I have to do next. It just happens because I am it. I'm not trying to be it. Our call is to, in this journey and process is to cultivate the culture of the kingdom within us to such a degree. My yes to this little thing, my yes to this little thing, my yes to this little thing, and hey, I got this giant thing, and you go, I, there's not even a question. Of course it's a yes. He's always shown up before. He's never not shown up for me. I have a history with the Lord. It's, you know, we've heard it. It's David. So, you know, killing the, the bear and, the, all, all, you know, his journey. And then when he got to the, the, the giant, right? I mean, we've heard this message. But, but I don't think we realize it, it takes time. But we're not used to time because today's society, we can build anything and do anything in a matter of months, maybe even a year, two years. So, so, so what am I, what am I saying? If I was to give you a couple keys, I would say, we need to realize what kingdom culture is. I, I wanted to get back to this. The word culture actually means in its definition, a way of life and a way of thinking. In other words, for the culture of the kingdom to be in you, we actually have to change the way we think about everything. And I mean everything. Well, everything I was going to do, my dreams, my, yeah, your call, this God that's on your life. Yeah, you got you to change the way you think about that because it's not about you. In fact, all the calls that are on your life and the favor that's on your life and everything he's doing in you is actually for the people around you, not for you. Because the destiny is that Creation would be set free from its bondage, that the earth would come back into its rightful identity, and we get to be a part of that journey and that process of seeing the city restored, Atlanta back to its destiny. We are the solution in that, like you, like you shared about what happened in Charlottesville. We are the solution of what's happening. We, we become, huh, we don't do, we are. We don't have to brainstorm. Why? Because of this journey I have with the Lord that I've invested, this history I have with him. I'm not really getting as deep as I'd like to get with this, but it, it, it looks like your everyday. Here's the answer to the question, the, the equation. You ready? The answer is say yes and do it quick. It's really that simple. The, 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 the journey with the Lord is super simple. It's definitely not easy. In fact, not only is it not easy, it should cost you everything. I, I mean everything. Well, yeah, I'll lay down my sins and I'll lay down my old nature, my old habits. And No, no, no. I mean, it should, you should lay down your dreams. You should lay down your, your visions. You should lay down those prophetic words. You should lay everything down because all of it in the context of your imagination isn't even close to what he said it for. So if we take what he's putting in us and then try to build for it, how, how, how a bummer for us that we shorted him. 
what he was really doing, where he was really taking us. We jumped off the, the journey line, and it's, and we, hey, he still loves us. We're still doing amazing stuff. We still are being blessed, and the people around us are being blessed because that's the call that's on our life. That's the nature of how God works. And none of that's different, but he has something bigger, and it requires us to lay everything down to do it. And this has been a bit of the journey I've been on. I've been desiring to be in church ministry. I've been desiring to go after the church. Uh, uh, and I've never, my, my foot's always been in the business realm for, for, for ever since I've kind of gotten to working and for years. It's never really like took for me to be involved fully into a church setting. And, and why? Because the Lord has me on a journey. Because if I was doing it the way I was doing it, and I tried to do it several times and it always never worked, because I could come up with some pretty darn good plans. And he's going, no, it's, it's more than you can think. I'm giving you taste. I'm, I've got, he's putting dreams in your heart. You will dream. He wants you to run after him. But they all have to be open-handed and surrender to him. And if he says, hey, I want to take you over here that isn't on, in line with where you're going, Trust me when I say, say yes, and do it quick. It could be your dreams. It could be um, the sinful patterns in your life. It could be the, um, it could just be your ways of thinking about the way you think about life. It could be the way you think about family, the way you think about church, church leadership. I notice we attract a lot of leaders, a lot of leaders that have gone through hard times and hard experiences. I'm, I've been there. I, I, I know that experience. It requires us to lay everything down, even how we thought about those things. Probably one of the harder points of, uh, uh, harder targets, if you will, for this message will be leaders. Because we, for the most part, we got it figured out. We've been doing it for a long time. I got a history, I've got experience. I know how this works. No. We, we might know to some degree, but if he wants to do it different, We'll actually stop them because we've got it figured out. You know what that's called? Oh, man, I didn't mean to go here, but let's just let's skip over that real quick. You know what the solution is? The solution is humility. The solution is humility, that I would lay myself down, that I will be a son because that's who I am first. And because I'm a son, I change the world. And it has more to do with what he's doing through me, not what I'm doing with him. Even though both are co-laboring, but there's another element of co-laboring where it's really our simple, yes, yielded heart and surrender to him, and he gets to show up through us. Why? Because you will reproduce the culture that's in you, around you, and that's going to change the world way more than your strategic plan based on your principles that you got out of Bill's book. Guys, all right? You still love me? You're going to want me back? <laughs> Why is this important? Because I've been in this culture for a long time. I've seen, we've, I've taught in ministry schools for eight years. I, I, I know, I know, I know what, what, what can happen. I know that you are here, Mark. We're, we're, we're here. The, the job for us is to cultivate the, the, the presence to, to really press in 
to the presence. To scream yes when he's asking us to do stuff that's so far outside of our thinking, even if it's changing the way we think about something. Chris says this, I hear the truth and then I behave accordingly. It requires us, when we hear the truth, start behaving like you're called to be. Like when we begin to cultivate this in here, guess what happens? We start to reign in life. We actually start to, oh, it's not just being prosperous? No, has an element, it should, it'll look like that sometimes, but really it's, how are you doing here? This gets to explode, and because it explodes, you reproduce around you the culture that you have within you. We need to cultivate the kingdom in here, yeah? So a couple keys, really press into his presence. Lay everything before him, number two, everything. Your thoughts, your dreams, your life, your plans, your family, your business, your job, your goals, everything. And I didn't really get into it, but the third is, man, start running with a family. Like, running like, I'm going to actually let you into my life. Running. Not, we're not talking about community. Community's fun and it's great. We're talking about family. No, I'm actually going to let you in to see me. Because that's another key for us to grow here. Because if we can do this, this is where we're at. Because the goal is, Atlanta's waiting. Atlanta's waiting for us to show up. It, it, it needs to come into its destiny, and we're part of that puzzle. Yeah? Okay. Well, I know I'm getting over a little bit. Why don't you guys stand with me? Let me just pray for you. Lord, I just want to uh, thank God. I just thank you for, Papa, just what you've done in me and what, what, what you're doing in me currently. And uh, Lord, I, I just pray that, man, the most thing I would ask, Lord, is that, that we've been changed. That we've been changed. Papa, that you came in such a way that our hearts and minds changed towards you. I pray that we would become the family that Pastor Steve talks about of the 300. We become this family that reigns in life so well. So, so well. And I thank you for, Lord, blessing me with such an amazing family and just taking me on such an amazing journey. We just bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Right on. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. To stay connected with Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com.